0: Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times best-selling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up everyone, Noah Daniels here, The Real Hauntings Podcast. Just wanted to give a quick warning before this episode, it does include violence against an enslaved person in a dream. If that's something you'd rather not listen to, just go ahead and skip this episode, or maybe go back and check out one of our old episodes. We hope everybody's doing well during these kind of crazy times during the pandemic. And of course, we do appreciate you always supporting the podcast. What's up everybody, this is Noah Daniels and we're here for another episode of The Real Hauntings Podcast. Hey, everyone, and I'm JJ Crable, And I'm
1: Kat. And today, uh, we got a really exciting episode. Uh, A friend of our friend is calling in, or Zooming in. I guess everyone's using Zoom now.
2: Zoom, Zoom, Zoom.
1: Make my heart go boom, boom. Uh, Disney (laughs) is not a sponsor. But But they could be. Today on the podcast, we've got uh, Brian calling in. Brian, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Yeah, uh, I'm doing, I mean, as well as you can during a... Global pandemic. But yeah, I'm doing all right.
2: What's like the weirdest <laughs> thing you've done at home since this has all started? Like something you're like, I never thought I'd be doing this at my house.
3: Well, okay. Kind of a cheat answer, but it is true because it is weird. So we called our landlord and we're like, hey, we are all working significantly less hours. Can we please not pay rent this month? And our landlord was like, "Uh, yeah, here, here's what we'll do. We'll have you uh, repaint your house because that would cost about as much as rent anyway. So We are now scraping all the paint off of our old house.
0: (laughs) It's a weird landlord flex, but I guess better than the alternative. (laughs) You know, it's like,
3: part of me is like, hey, like, you know, at least we don't have to pay rent this month and this is a thing we can do instead of being at work. But then another part of it's like, well, we're probably only getting paid like, Six dollars
1: an hour if you like. <laughs> right. It just happens to be the same amount of rent. Well, hopefully your landlord is not a subscriber to our podcast. Um, but if you are not Brian's landlord and you are not subscribed to our <laughs> podcast, you should go ahead and hit that subscribe button. All right. So, Brian, um, I wondering on a scale of one to ten, one zero to ten. Or zero to ten. Uh, or zero to 10. Yeah, yeah, let's do zero to ten, everyone. Zero being Absolutely, there's no way that ghosts uh, could possibly exist. Ten being, yes, ghosts completely, totally do exist, and I talk to them every day. Uh, Where would you put yourself on that scale?
3: Maybe like a four or a five. I would say before I had this experience, probably like a one or a zero, and after, Uh I would say like, yeah, like a four or a five.
1: Cool, yeah. so it's, it's fair to say you're still a little skeptical after uh, what you've experienced? For sure, yeah. Yeah.
3: So, um, I, at this time it was, I guess it was during my gap year before I went to college. Um, there was a, a girl that I was dating at the time um, and her family owned a farm. And she essentially invited me out to this farm one night because, you know, it's a beautiful place look at the stars, yada, yada, yada. Um, And uh, so I go there and I have like dinner with her family. um, And it's kind of like a a large kind of partyish gathering and kind of like a Southern cookout type of thing. And I should mention the farm is in like the middle of nowhere. It's like a little bit outside of Helen, Georgia. But if you've ever been to Helen, Georgia, you know that it's like that little gift shoppy type town and then just nothing in all directions for like 50 miles at least. so this town, this farm is like just totally in the middle of nowhere, um, and so, yeah, we have the evening with the family, and uh, I go to sleep that night in a separate bedroom uh, from my girlfriend at the time because you know Saturday. parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that night, I have like maybe one of the worst dreams, worst nightmares I've ever had in my entire life, um, in which. I, like, I remember being in the dream, and, like, I'm in a kitchen, and the first thing that I notice is that, like, I don't know, like, the implements of the kitchen aren't totally modern. There's a lot of, like, cast iron. There aren't any, like, electronics. It's just, like, I don't know, very, like, wood and metal kind of Mm -hmm. everywhere, Um, and I remember seeing that I was wearing, like, a, a coat that was, like... It was, like, double-breasted. It had, like, buttons on the front. Um, And I just remember walking into, like, from the kitchen into a bedroom. um, And there was a woman, like, laying on the bed. And I, like, walked up to her and got on top of her and, like, strangled her. And it was horrifying. Yeah, like, and the weirdest thing about it was that, like, I've never... I guess if I think about like dreaming, like I've never done things in my dreams that I feel like I wouldn't do myself. Like even in the weird nature of dreams, it was like the only time I'd ever had a dream where I felt like I wasn't in control of what was happening, um, mm-hmm. which was like really spooky and terrifying. And so like I woke up in a cold sweat, probably like four or 5 a.m. Um, And like wasn't able to get back to sleep and just essentially like, grabbed a book and just read until uh the
1: sun came out. Um and was this woman in your dream someone that you knew? No. No. Well I mean I feel like I mean that's
3: one of those things they tell you about your brain, right? Is that you can't like make new faces. Mm-hmm. Um but hmm. I couldn't say that I like remembered her. Do
0: mentally. you often remember your dreams?
3: Um I don't know if I could answer that, like, more or less than other people. I definitely have a good number of dreams. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I never dream. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say I remember my dreams fairly often.
2: I feel like when there's really intense ones or reoccurring ones, I tend to remember my dreams a lot more than, like, if it was – because I definitely just have random ridiculous dreams all the time, but I can never recall – like, the se- I feel like the second I start explaining a dream, within five. Or a minute. Within a minute, I'm just like, I cannot remember details. But there are some dreams where I can remember every detail.
3: Yeah. yeah. I, I've never really had recurring dreams before. Um, I guess there's one, but it, it's like kind of a, like a known thing with like my teeth falling out, which is like. Mm, I get
1: that.
2: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: the worst. I mean, I'd rather have that as a recurring dream than strangling someone. But Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, glad that I'll probably never have a dream of strangling someone again, hopefully, you know? And have you, I mean, have you ever really had violent dreams like that?
2: I've had,
3: I've only had, that I can remember only one other dream where I was, like, committing violence that I can recall. Um,
1: So not very often, then.
3: No, yeah. I've had, like, violent dreams before, but it's always, like, things happening around me. And then the one that I had where I was, like, committing violence, it was, like, someone that I, like, thought was going to kill me. And I was, like, fighting Like a
0: self-preservation kind of thing? Right, yeah.
2: Did you end up asking about, like, the history of the house or bringing up this dream to anyone there?
0: So,
3: yeah. So what made me go from, like, that was a terrifying nightmare to this was a supernatural experience um, was the next morning, um, I immediately went to... Uh, my girlfriend at the time, and said, like, I just had a really horrible dream. Um, And she kind of looked at me, I guess, like, almost disappointed that she had to talk about it or, like, ashamed, I guess, Um, because it kind of looked like she knew it was going to happen. But she said, before I was even, like, able to tell her what it was, was, like, you had a dream that you, like, you strangled a woman, right? Wow. Like, yeah. And immediately weirded out and, like, wanted to leave. Um, and she went on to tell me that like, yeah, like everyone who, everyone who sleeps in this house for the first time has that dream.
2: Oh my gosh. Does she remember having that dream?
3: Uh, I, I didn't, I guess I didn't ask her. I guess I just assumed that she'd had it. It's, but I mean, the house, the house had been in their family for a really long time. So she probably would have had the dream. She was like two or three years old, but I guess I didn't ask about her
2: Yeah.
3: experience with it.
0: What did you feel like when she immediately knew what you had dreamt? What was that like?
3: Definitely like, I mean, super surreal. I guess like my first emotional response was like, I was almost, I was mad that she would not warn me beforehand. But then at the same time, I was like, well, I wouldn't have believed her. (laughs) You know, I would have like said that she was crazy if she told me that that would happen the night before. I mean, maybe not. I might have entertained it a little bit, but I definitely wouldn't have put much stock into it.
1: Yeah, I think it would have been. I, I like if I had been in those shoes and someone had told me you're gonna dream this thing and then I dreamt it. I would have just shaken it off. as like, oh well, they put that in my head. So. Right. True.
0: And was she able to give any reasoning as to why people have been having these dreams in the house?
1: So her working
3: theory, and if I remember correctly, like I wanted to talk to other people in the house about it, and she was like, "Do not bring it up. Like seriously, people will get." Like, especially her grandparents would get really angry and defensive and probably want me to leave. And she, like, had said that she had tried to ask them about it and it was, like, very much like a, like, lips sealed. Uh, you've brought up a taboo subject. Um, but her theory was that, like, it was, like, because the place used to be a plantation. It Now, I think, is mostly just a place where, like, wedding photography happens, essentially. It's this beautiful little... Mm-hmm farm in the middle of nowhere where Mm -hmm. weddings and events like that Mm -hmm. but yeah so her working theory was that it was a slave that had lived on that plantation that was uh killed by one of the uh
2: plantation owners
3: yeah that would be the
0: it's really interesting though that her family kind of has a no talk policy about it that makes me like 10 times more curious about what happened there (laughs)
3: Right. Well, and that's the thing, too, is, like, I feel like my honest guess would be that they probably don't know much about it. They probably don't know much of the family history and, like, don't want to think about what it means, I guess, especially since the farm is still in their family,
1: <laughs> you what, know? Was the farm in their family, like, back in, in that time? I actually don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't ask.
3: Hmm.
0: In the dream, did anybody talk to you or was it just the the violence that took place?
3: Yeah, I mean let me think through it. I mean, the weird thing too is like remembering it so many times and telling the story so many times, like I wonder if I'm beginning to edit it like edit it, you know? Yeah. Do you (laughs) get that? Um honestly, like as far as I remember, it was just like it was really short. It was just like the weirdness of feeling like I was in a different time, and then like the act of violence, um, and that's really all that I remember.
0: And yeah. s- since that time, have you had any other supernatural experiences, or is that the only one you've had? No, that's pretty much the only one.
3: Yeah, I lived at a, I lived in a house last year that one of my one of the people who lived there before I moved in. Insisted was haunted, and I never experienced
2: anything. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's my experience with stuff like this. People are like, yeah. "This will happen," never does.
1: Brian, did you ever get to speak to anyone else who had stayed at that house and um, had experienced that dream? Um, no. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to yeah, there's there's nobody else. I, I was
3: actually there one time, like since. And I was I was hanging out with her and um, my ex-girlfriend and the person that she was dating at the time. Um, and I I actually really wanted to ask him because I assumed that he had probably spent the night there before. I wanted to ask him about it, but I didn't because I felt like it would have been weird. But that's uh, the only person sure. I think of that would have been another person who'd experienced it outside of the family.
2: Yeah. If this did happen in real life to this woman, I just, I kind of think this is just like an oddly incredible way to send a message about her injustice and letting that live on. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible.
3: Well, I guess like the weird thing about it is that it's like, it's pretty easily interpretable <laughs> in a way. Cause I feel like most like supernatural activity is like impossible to decipher, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, Ooh, there's a dark shadow or noises are being made. And I yeah. guess like, experience really strange is that like it feels like there's a story that you can see you know
2: how many nights did you stay in that room
3: it was just the one night night. yeah
2: did you ever go back to that house
3: yeah i mean i visited her two or three times um
2: that never happened again
3: i mean no i never spent the night there again oh Uh,
0: yeah and have you ever had night terrors before? I've had sleep paralysis before. I've never, I've never had like...
2: Can you explain your sleep paralysis? We've talked about it before on episodes, but it almost feels like everyone experiences it a little bit different.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, I had like one really bad bout of it towards the end of my senior year. Well, mm-hmm. like last year. Um, uh, yeah, the weirdest thing for me that I feel like is maybe different from the way that other people experience it is that like, I still feel like I can move. It's just that my body won't move. So the weirdest thing I remember experiencing, like I remember rolling over or like closing my eyes when I was kind of in a state of sleep paralysis and rolling over and opening my eyes and my vision still being the way that my body was laying, but the sensation in my body feeling like I was facing the other direction, which was really freaky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then just the hallucinations I got was, the scariest one, I mean most of it was like auditory like voices um kind of overlapping and like whispering in like a threatening way um and then like shadow figures kind of moving just out of my vision but the worst one was definitely one time when I I was looking at my door which was open and it looked like like three kind of really thick like strands of hair almost started like entering the room kind of like floating and then they like wrapped around each other and like started moving towards me. And that was to freak me out enough that I like actually woke up at that point.
0: Oh my that's, God. What, um, what do you think made your sleep paralysis stop? Did, did you have a major change in your life or anything?
3: I honestly think it was just, I think it was just sleeping better. I think during that period of my life, I was very, I was probably like, I was drinking a good amount, which I know like interferes with sleep and, yeah, I just wasn't sleeping enough. So I feel like that's probably what stopped it from. I haven't had it honestly since then.
0: Yeah, I yeah. used to get where I would see like spiders dropping down. And I haven't had that happen in a really long time. But then yeah. I realized it was kind of connected to anxiety. And actually last night um or this morning because I have a baby. So I'm up super late. But this morning when I was asleep, within like that first 30-45 minutes of sleep, I had sleep paralysis and saw a giant black spider dropping down to my, my stomach area. But I've had it happen so many times that I was just like, there's no way this is real. And I just waited it out. And then I just like I guess blinked awake and I was like, all right, that's not real. But so it happened enough times that it didn't scare you. Doesn't scare me anymore. No, I. But I did kill a big spider in our house the other day. So I was like, ah man, is this a real? And I was like, there's no way it's huge. And the room (laughs) is too dark. I wouldn't be able to see it. It bummed me out that it happened again because I know it's the stress from the pandemic and having a six-week-old during the pandemic and just, you know, everything else we're all dealing with. So that was kind of a bummer to know that that's something else I might have to deal with through, like, June or September.
2: When did it come back?
0: This morning. First time in probably a couple years.
2: I think also, like, having lack of sleep can bring on
0: those sleep, sleep
2: paralysis moments. It happens to me the most during naps. Also, I loved, Noah, that you said spiders come down to my stomach area. (laughs)
0: Well, I don't know if it was like my chest or my stomach but like you know in in that range but it was huge it was like the size of like uh, like my fist like dropping down and then it was just like it was just like legs that's the thing I most remember seeing it's just like the size of a fist pure black with legs and yeah it wasn't fun Uh, but
1: Um, well I want to just quickly jump back to um, this dream you had at your ex-girlfriend's house you know and I know it's it's hard to trust whether, you know, your memory is like totally accurate to that point or whether your mind's like kind of filling in certain details. But you mentioned the the kitchen uh, not having like anything modern, but was yeah. there anything in there that um, was recognizable to the house you were currently staying in?
3: I want to say yes, just because like that works with the story. But I feel like, I mean, all I really remember was like, kind of like wooden counters and like a, a like a rack with like pans hanging from it. Mm-hmm. Um, over like a basin, I guess. Um, and the thing, like it, the house or like the farm, there's like two or three different buildings. There was like one that's like kind of like your classic big red barn photo shoots. And then the main house, which is where I was sleeping, and then there was kind of like a second house, which was just like space, like kind of like a living room space over a garage, essentially. And in the main building, it was very like modern, like uh, like a, you know, a, a like a granite island in the kitchen and like yeah. really new ovens and like an electric stovetop. So like, I don't know that I would have been able to recognize
1: it as that house, you know? Right. Was, yeah. there, was there anything in the house that, like, led you to believe that, like, oh, this was probably the slave entryway or the slave quarters or something back then? I, I feel like it was a very, and I feel like it's probably been renovated extensively. Uh-huh. Like,
3: I don't know if, I honestly don't know if part of the property has been rebuilt. I don't know what the original building was. I would assume that it's, like, the main kind of house in the center. But I mean, it could have been the barn or yeah. yeah. So I, I'm not totally sure, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is just more out of curiosity for me, but do you think your ex-girlfriend would be willing to talk about this too? Or does she kind of like follow the family rule of see no evil, say no evil?
3: I have not spoken to her in like two years. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wouldn't, I mean, there's no like bad blood or anything, but I, I kind of wouldn't want my reaching out to her to be about
0: this. Pipping out our ghost story. <laughs> I could possibly say, hey, how are you doing? And maybe loop it back to the <laughs> to the ghost story. Hey, how are you doing? Remember when I choked that slave in my dream? You want to come on and talk about
3: it? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I guess, yeah, that's the part I haven't thought of. I kind of hope she doesn't hear this, because then it's also like, you didn't ask me if you could tell that story.
2: <laughs> yeah, I keep wanting, I've been looking up like possible locations. and. All I have is North Georgia, probably Cleveland, wedding venue, it's a farm.
3: I probably said too much.
2: <laughs> it's okay. I am I should have been a detective.
0: So Brian, after this happened, you said that, or rather before this happened, you said you weren't really a believer in the supernatural. And then after this happened, it kind of took you to like a midway point. Since that has happened though, has it made you more likely to believe in psych- psychics and you know, dream interpreters or things that were are kind of on the fringe that involve uh, dreams and visions and things of that nature?
3: I guess here's what I'll say about that. I am much more likely to believe people's experiences. Mm-hmm. I'm still just as unlikely to believe people that say that they have some kind of access to that. You know, psychics and dream readers and whatever. People that, are honestly able to, like, monetize the occult or the supernatural, I never have and probably never will take with much seriousness. Yeah, I guess I would say that, like, if someone told me this thing happened to me, I'd be more likely to believe them, but yeah. that's about as it goes. Like, I'm not, I'm not really even, I guess I don't really even believe in ghosts that much, I just believe that there are things that we don't understand about what happens when people die? I yeah. Guess. You know, and articulate it. Yeah.
1: Almost like there's kind of like an energy that, an energy that uh, like, like stays in a, a place after someone passes.
2: This is usually my spiel, but yeah. now
1: I'm, resident uh, skeptic <laughs> JJ
2: is taking on my. Ex- <laughs>
0: well, Brian, are you still doing improv or performing or? So I'm, uh, I'm doing an
3: acting apprenticeship at Horizon Theater right now was really fun until the pandemic, but we, it's been it has been great. We've been like Zoom classing and, and whatnot. Um, wanting to get back into improv.
0: Brian, if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you, do you want to give out your Instagram or something where they can follow you?
3: You can follow me on Twitter. I am, I think I'm at bryanshanard1, and then my handle is theabisc. We're gonna follow you.
1: Brian, I'm wondering, uh, because you said you're still like somewhat skeptical. I mean, a four is, you know, like, kind of down on the skeptic end of the spectrum. So do you have any kind of alternative explanations as to what happened to you uh, that don't involve the supernatural? I mean, I guess
3: it's very possible that she was fucking with me (laughs) and she really just happened. Like, I feel like that's just not the case because she was dead serious
1: about it. Yeah, It would make sense why
0: she's like, don't talk to my
1: family about this. But, and then, like, how she would be able to know your dream. I mean, that doesn't... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I like that's a hard one. Like to- the first thing you jump to is, like, you saw something scary,
3: not, like, you did something scary. Right. Which is very specific. Honestly, no. I don't have, like, a good... Especially because dreams are so inscrutable already anyways. Yeah. I, I don't have a good explanation. I, yeah.
1: Well, Noah, Kat, do you guys have any skeptical explanations to what happened or has this moved you further along the needle um i love all the dream stuff i've probably said
0: that before i think it's because i'm such a vivid dreamer and every now and then i have a lucid dream which always blows my mind a little bit i've been fortunate enough or unfortunate enough to see dead people in dreams and talk to people that have died and you know even though i've had those experiences i don't necessarily think it's anything more than just a dream You know, I mean, it's it's interesting. And sometimes, especially getting to see people who have just passed, it's comforting. Um, But I think that's just a way of myself comforting myself. But dreams like this where which we just LC's episode that is um, up now, she talked about people having the same dream and we've also had that again on the episode where the they were on like a church mission trip several people shared the same kind of demonic dream that's really fascinating to me and it's kind of unexplainable other than supernatural I don't know how you could have that like-minded experience I've had dreams where I dream something and then it's happened that next day um which That's another thing that I can't really explain. I just know that it's happened. So dream stuff is pretty cool. I think I'm still sitting in that kind of five margin, five, six margin out of 10. Um, I'm certainly open to supernatural. I don't, I guess for me, not being able to explain something makes it hard for me to say I believe in it. Uh, So that's kind of where I'm still at until I physically, tangibly see or touch a supernatural being, which I don't necessarily want to happen. Um, I think that's probably where I will sit. What about you, Kat?
2: I think I'm like more and more convincing myself that our human minds have just created this like explanation for things that are beyond our comprehension so we call them ghosts and we call them like we're being haunted by this I really and and honestly we've been watching so many like nature documentaries about space and about just the ocean and every, and like nature and like there's so many insane things out there that we just like can't comprehend and so the, the like, concept of just like things still remaining here that were part of something that once was alive, like I am more willing to accept versus like there's this whole other world where people are like trying to enter. And maybe there are people that can kind of like feel and read that energy more. I don't think they're necessarily communicating with dead people though. Does that make sense? I definitely feel like I'm able to explain how I'm, inferring everything I, guess. I
0: always feel like that too until we have a psychic or medium on and they just start like dropping truth bombs on us and we're like ah oh, it's 100 percent real for sure for sure
2: yeah <laughs> i don't know we're getting somewhere though
1: jj how are you feeling well i'm gonna do something rare i think i said i was a five in the last episode i'm gonna say i'm a six now what And I, like, these kind of dream stories are easier for me to wrap my head around, like when someone says like, and then uh, this glass vase flew off the the shelf and shattered on the wall across the room, I'm like, oh my gosh, that would for sure have me believing in ghosts or like, you know, make me questioning everything that I see Um, because it's like so fantastical and seems so out of the realm of possibilities. It just, it makes me, you know, think, okay, something's not right here. But like when it's something as simple as, you know, a crazy dream, which we all experience, but then, you know, someone knows exactly what it is that you dreamed and other people have experienced that dream. You know, I don't, maybe it doesn't make me believe in, ghosts more but it makes me believe that there's a lot more things that are possible that we don't know about and maybe you maybe there's something about like maybe places can retain memories or or something yeah.
2: i mean we stare up at a dark starry sky which is, is like a bunch of dead sparkly things i mean we're yeah, is that a whole nother topic or episode? I wish y'all
0: could see JJ's face on the Zoom when Kat said
2: that. You're just like, okay, well. <laughs>
0: are, serious? Exactly. are actually ghosts? That's a hot
3: take,
2: guys. <laughs> guys we're already dead. Oh
1: my God! <laughs> well, give us like a couple. Like the looks. end of the Sixth Sense, except we're all Bruce Willis. Okay,
2: <laughs> spoiler alert. Anyway. That
1: movie has been
0: out for.
2: I still have not seen Sixth Sense.
0: Oh yeah. no, Cat! You guys have homework to do. That's don't make me watch it. One of the best reveals ever. All right. Well, Brian, is there any last words you want to leave with our audience before we get you out of here? Yeah. Um. Not not that I can think of. Thanks for 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 having me on. This was really fun. Well, thanks for coming on. on. Yeah, absolutely. All right. With that, I'm Noah Daniels.
1: I'm JJ Crable.
2: I'm Kat.